Chapter Thirty of the Story of John Wesley Told to Boys and Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jim Nienaber. The Story of John Wesley Told to Boys and Girls by Mary Ann Curlew. Chapter Thirty. A fight with the sea. Poor Peter. A sail in a fisherman's boat the song that the waves accompanied, a climb on land's end, Manchester disgraces itself, Hull still worse, Matthew 5.39, a brave servant girl, John Wesley declines to hide. I told you in the last chapter what a wonderful traveler Mr. Wesley was. He could walk twenty-four miles a day easily, in either hot or cold weather, and his adventures on the roads would almost fill a book. On one of his later visits to Cornwall, he had a terrible fight with the sea. This time he was riding in a coach. He had promised to preach in St. Ives at a certain time, and the only way to get there was by crossing the sands when the tide was out. His own driver being a stranger in the country, he engaged a man named Peter Martin to drive him. When they reached the seashore, they found to their dismay that the tide was coming in, and the sands they had to cross were already partly covered with water. Peter, the old coachman, stopped the horses and told Mr. Wesley that it was not safe to go. Then an old sea captain tried to prevent them, begging them to go back or they would surely be drowned. No, said Mr. Wesley, I've promised to preach at St. Ives, and I must keep my promise take the sea take the sea he shouted putting his head out of the carriage window in a moment peter whipped the horses and dashed into the waves the wheels of the carriage kept sinking in the deep pits and hollows of the sand while the horses swimming in the water snorted and reared with fright and every moment poor peter expected to be drowned just at this terrible moment mr wesley put his head out of the carriage window his long white hair, for he was an old man when this happened, was dripping with the salt water, which ran down his venerable face. He was calm and fearless, unmoved by the roaring of the waves or the danger of the situation. "'What is your name, driver?' he shouted. "'Peter, sir!' shouted back the man. "'Peter!' Mr. Wesley called out again. "'Fear not! Thou shalt not sink!' With spurring and whipping, the poor frightened, tired horses at last brought them safely over. When they reached St. Ives, Mr. Wesley's first care was to see to the comfort of his horses and driver. He got warm clothing and refreshments at the inn for Peter, and comfortable stabling for his weary horses. Then, quite forgetting himself, wet through with the dashing waves, he went off to the chapel to preach. While Mr. Wesley was in Cornwall, he paid a flying visit to the Silly Isles. He went over in a fisherman's boat, and sang to the rising and falling of the waves. When passing through the watery deep, I ask in faith his promised aid. The waves an awful distance keep, and shrink from my devoted head. Fearless their violence I dare, they cannot harm, for God is there. If you look in your Wesley's hymn-book, at hymn 272, you will find this verse. 
you have all learnt in your geographies that land's end is the most southern point in england look at the very south of cornwall and you will find it mr wesley was very fond of this wild rocky point with oceans rolling on either side the english channel on the one the mighty atlantic on the other he paid a last visit to it when he was an old old man eighty years or more with furrowed cheeks white hair streaming in the wind and infirm limbs he climbed over the steep rocks to get a long last look at his favorite spot the meeting of the waters i believe hymn fifty nine was composed by mr wesley as he stood on land's end this is one of the verses lo on a narrow neck of land twixt two unbounded seas i stand secure insensible a point of time a moment's space removes me to that heavenly place or shuts me up in hell but we are getting on too fast and must go back to the days when mr wesley was not an old man all his time was spent in preaching up and down the country starting fresh societies and encouraging old ones and almost everywhere he and his helpers met with abuse and rough treatment in manchester which was even then a large and important town mr wesley preached to several thousands of people in the open air at this meeting his hearers either got tired of listening or they took offence at what he said for before he had finished they threatened to bring out the fire engine and squirt water upon him if he did not stop at hull on his first visit in seventeen fifty two lumps of earth and stones were thrown at him while he was preaching and when the service was over the mob followed him shouting hooting and throwing stones until he reached his lodging though mr wesley could be as brave as a lion when it was necessary he could also be as gentle as a lamb once when he was preaching at dewsbury a man rushed up to him in a terrible rage and struck him with all his might on the side of his face it was such a hard blow that poor mr wesley could not keep the tears from coming into his eyes instead of striking the man back or using angry words he just did what christ said we should do he turned his other cheek matthew five thirty nine the enraged man was so surprised at such unexpected gentleness that he turned away and hid his face with shame and was ever after one of the methodists greatest friends once he even risked his life to save one of their chapels from being destroyed another time when mr wesley was at falmouth in cornwall he called to see an invalid lady the mob heard where he was and surrounded the house shrieking out bring out the canorum where is the canorum this was a nickname which the cornishmen had given the methodists with sticks and stones the mob tried to break open the front door of the poor sick lady's house and while they were doing this all the people in the house escaped by the back way except mr wesley and a servant girl the girl did not like to leave mr wesley alone in this great danger and begged him to get away and hide himself but john wesley was not one of the quote, hiding sort instead of that as soon as they had succeeded in bursting the door open he just walked straight among the mob exclaiming here i am what have you got to say to me to which of you have i done any wrong he made his way out into the street 
bareheaded, talking all the time, and before he had finished, the ringleader of the mob declared no one should touch him. He would be his protector. So he reached his lodgings in safety. End of chapter 30